Thanks for joining us. This is the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. We put out weekly messages from Pastor Dom to leave you encouraged and inspired. Check it out. Okay, so we're going to get started here. And um, we're, get, we're back into the Sermon on the Mount. I think this is, um, I think this is 21. This is uh, the 21 sermon, I believe, for the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, we are on just starting the third chapter. Remember, there's three chapters on the Sermon on the Mount. Chapter 5, chapter 6, and today we start chapter 7. Chapter 7 is a shorter chapter, but there's still a whole lot there that we need to continue to unpack. It's a great sermon. <laughs> it's just a great sermon. Jesus is continuing just to tell people, you know, how to live life. It doesn't get real heavy duty. It's just basics of life, how a Christian is supposed to live, how a Christian is supposed to act, how we put our trust in God, all these different things. If you remember last week, Jesus was talking about us not worrying. Remember he said, do not worry. We deal with worrying. And as a Christian, we shouldn't be dealing with worrying if our faith is continuing to build up, getting built up more and more. The point, one of the points was as Christians, we may admit, oh, you know, I'm not worrying. I don't worry. I'm just really, really concerned. And that's just an excuse of being, of your worrying. But the point was to be concerned is okay. But concern means this, is to have a plan and you're going to execute it. That's a concern. You're doing something. Worry is you can't do nothing about it. Matter of fact, it paralyzes you to make a decision. You know, you can't sleep at nights. And really, 99% of the time, your worrying doesn't do a bit of good. Doesn't do no good at all in, in everyday life. And God has warned us. This, this is why he's warned us. Don't worry. You, you can't do nothing about the situation. You know, pray, obviously. Continue to give it to God, your situation. We talked about casting your cares on God. That means casting it and don't reel it back in. And just continue to trust God. So if you deal with worry, you really got to deal with your relationship with God. That's where it's at. So Jesus has just given some simple examples here. Now, we get into another topic, and I'm calling it, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Jesus talks about judging. You know, many people get judged. And remember this. I'm going to probably say this a couple times throughout the sermon. Jesus is talking to followers. He's talking to you and I. He's talking to the church right now. You know, he's, talk, he's, he's letting us know this is the behavior of a Christian. And he talks about this, do not judge, but it warrants explaining so you don't misunderstand what he's saying here. So we're going to take it right here. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 7, and it's verse 1. I'm going to read these uh, five verses, and then we'll go back to it. Jesus is telling them, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? 
Or how can you say to your brother, let me, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Okay, we see something here and we've seen it throughout this whole series really is that Jesus is concerned about people. He's concerned about you. He's concerned about me. He's concerned about his people. And he's, he's just trying to teach us something here. You know, a lot of times we won't say we're judging. We might say we're not gossiping, but we're saying it's really the truth. No, I'm just saying the truth. Okay, well, you're, you're bringing out a, a form of judgment. And, and God is saying, be careful here. Whether we call it judgment or we, we call it judgmental or we call it critical being a critical Christian. There's many critical Christians out there. They, they tell you everything that's wrong about you, and yet, you know, they, they still got the log in their own eye. But Jesus is bringing out a point here, and the point is we have to be careful with judging. Now, let me, see, let me say something here. We look at this verse one, judge not that you be not judged. What is Jesus really saying here? Is he saying that we can't judge people we can't, I mean, is this the way we look at it? It's the way it seems like here. Of course, if you read it, you'll see something different. And as I said before, many people will say, why are you judging me? Many people who don't even, who've never read the Bible, they seem like they know this one verse. And if you're talking to them as a Christian, and they're going to say, you're judging me. You're not supposed to judge me. The Bible says you're not supposed to judge. That's all they know about the Bible. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, we probably all had that in our own lives. So what is Jesus really talking about here? It looks like right here he says, judge not that you be not judged, kind of like almost clear, but we really have to read on here to see exactly what he's talking about. How is it being interpreted? I think it very clearly, do not worry. God is telling us not to worry, but it almost seems he says, judge not. But then he goes in and he's talking about when you judge. This is the way you judge. So. There's many ways that we judge. As Christians, we'll judge other Christians about what they believe. Or what someone says, we'll judge them by what they say. Or what they wear. You can be critical. Let me give you a critical, let me give you a critical example. I'm judging, okay? We're coming to summertime. Okay, we're coming to church. Man, you wearing this to church? You know, you look like you're going to the beach. You know what I'm saying? People know, you know what I'm saying. I'm giving you a critical example. Or am I really speaking truth here? <laughs> you be the judge. But the point really is, is, you know, let's be honest. Some people come in and they, you know, they're not wearing enough clothing on them because it's summertime. They look like they're going to the beach. And we can take that position of, really? Man, what kind of Christian are you? No, Christians are very judgmental. They really are. Now, how about some other things that we can be judgmental? How about those people? You know how them type of people are? You're, you're shooting a judgment out there. Or how about someone's lifestyle, you know? 
their lifestyle is different than yours. Well, mine's better than yours, so, you know, I'm judging you already. How about this? Your political view. Huh? Yeah, yeah, woe is right. Your political view. You vote this way? Why'd you vote this way? We all start getting judgmental. Yeah, it's within the church as well. Here's one. You mean you didn't get the vaccine? Uh, I'm glad everybody left. I'm glad everybody left. Oh, you got the vaccine. Oh, you did. You know what I'm talking about. We get judgmental. We start, we start forming our own beliefs or our own thoughts on it. Here's another one. How about complaining or judging parents the way they raise their children? Hmm? We had somebody complain the way we were raising Johnny. Let me finish, okay? Before you laugh, let me finish. This person didn't even have any children. And at the time, this person was probably 12, maybe 10. It was his older brother. Right, Lise? His older brother would correct me and Lisa and say we weren't raising Johnny right. Johnny's 10, 11. Now, that to me is judgmental. You know, I'm sorry, that's judgmental. I don't know where Dom's at. Oh, there he is over there. Yeah, that's right. Don't go hiding. I want to talk to you about you raising your kids, okay? <laughs> Johnny wants to talk to you. <laughs> but, you know, am I right? You, you, you begin to get judgmental. You know, you, you start, you know, forming all your different beliefs and things like that. You know, and it's like, it's like that point of worrying. You know, worrying, we don't have to be taught how to worry. We really don't. We don't have to be taught how to be judgmental. We don't have to be taught how to be judgmental. Now, you may have help in teaching you how to be judgmental. You know, if you're living with parents that are judgmental or critical and things like that, then you're going to be that way. But these, these things, they're, they're like wired in us as, we, as we're even born, that we worry, we complain, we get angry. You know, like I always say, you don't have to tell a child how to be bad. You got to teach them how to be good. And that takes a lot of work. So many people are critical. But here's the thing. We see this verse here, judge not that you be not judged. It's important to move on because then you'll get a better understanding of what this really means. So let's go to verse two. For with what judgment, just seems like all of a sudden now you can judge. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Okay, see what's taking place here now? You know, we're going to judge, but God is saying, be careful how you judge, because with the measure you use to judge, you're going to be judged that way. Now, let me say something here. Many people judge a person by that person's worst mistake or what that person has said. They'll build this whole thing about this person. They'll judge this whole person about one thing they have said. That's judgmental. That's judgmental. You know, so many times we judge people and Jesus is concerned about it. But I want to say this. We can't let one situation, one comment define the person or the place or the place. You know, a while back, a couple months ago, 
maybe I'm being judgmental, but I'm just getting it off my shoulders here, you know? <laughs> there was somebody who left the church complaining about the music. Yeah, let me, narrow, let me narrow it down. They complained about one song and left me a nice nasty gram and handed it to me. Now, that is what you call judgmental. That is what you call critical. But what I'm saying, and this, this is supposed to be coming from a church, a church person, a godly person, but they're judgmental. Now, this is wrong, and this is what God is saying. Be careful, because if it comes into the church, if it comes into the home, it's going to be a wedge. You know, it's just going to start splitting up, and that, and that happens even in the home. But Jesus is making a point here. When you judge, make sure you're judging the right way. See, you're going to see here in a minute that judging the way we think it is not totally the way we understand it. Here's what I mean. In the Bible, they have plenty of judges. You know, we couldn't do without the judge in the court systems right now. So there's a need for judging in that sense. But it's how we do it and how we measure, how we measure on it. It's almost like we can misunderstand this word judgment in one fashion or another. In Matthew 7, verse 16, it says this, you will know then by their fruits. Seems possibly, is that a judgment call there? Verse 17, it says, even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Verse 20, therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Now, just because one tree is bearing bad fruit, it doesn't mean you stop eating apples because one tree. But the point really is, it looks like there's a judgment call there. And you know what? We're making judgment calls all the time, whether we realize it or not. If you judge people largely, you're going to be judged largely. You're going to sow what you reap. But also it goes the other way. So let's keep this in mind, that you give grace and you get grace. You give the benefit of the doubt, and you'll get the benefit of the doubt. So we got to remember that. But what has taken place here? Jesus is talking about Christian character. He's talking about the way you live your life. That's what he's talking about. It's simple. I mean, it's just simple stuff that Jesus is always teaching. He's not getting too deep. He's just, he's telling this multitude, he's telling this group, you know, don't worry. And he's telling them, watch how you judge. Be careful how you judge. Let's face it, we judge, if you're a parent, we judge other kids. And I'll tell you what, we don't want our kids to play with these kids because these kids are trouble, right? Every parent does that, at least I hope you do. You don't want your kid associating with troublemakers. What are you doing as a parent? You're just judging right there. You just threw a judgment out if you want to call it that. It's not being critical. It's not being attractive. You're just judging something here. You don't want your kid to hang around with this kid. Or we shouldn't hang around with certain persons because it's judge judgmental. All right, so let's try to get right into a little bit deeper here what this means. Verse 3, and he says, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eyes, but do not consider the speck, the plank in your own eye? A plank is a board that holds up a house. Okay, it's, not, it's not a little you know, piece of sawdust. It's a board. Now, obviously, Jesus is using this as an example. Okay, I mean, I think we all understand that. But just think about this for a minute. 
a plank in your eye, okay? This thing is sticking out. You know, you can't make turns or whatever. You're hitting everything. And Jesus is saying, you got this plank in your eye. Now, let's go to verse four. Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the plank from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Now, note something here. The speck, the plank, whatever it may be, it's really a representation of sin. That's what, he's, that's what they're talking about. You know, you got a sin in your life and you got a big sin in your life. But the point really is, is if it's a piece of sawdust in someone's eye, and Jesus is probably using that figure, figuratively speaking because of, you know, being raised up as, you know, in the carpentry business, he's probably connecting there. But here's the thing. If you have a piece of sawdust or something in your eye, you know, if it's a windy day out there and the sand gets in your eye or something, how do you get this out of your eye? I want to tell you, you don't just go in and start, you know, you, you delicately, gently remove the speck, the sawdust. You gently remove it, okay? Not harshly, but you gently take it out. And you take it out very gently. Jesus goes on to say, verse 5, hypocrite. Now he's calling out the people. He's calling them hypocrites. First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Interesting, if you just continue to think about what he's talking about here. First of all, if you're going to take the plank out of your eye, you're going to be really gentle. You're going to be really easy with it. You have to go to the doctor. They may even inject your eye to take the pain so it's not that harsh to come out. Even though the plank is in that person's eye. Now, what Jesus is saying here, with that mercy and that grace and taking it easy, pulling it out, this is the way you have to approach a brother or a sister who's got a speck in their eye. Gently, gracefully, with mercy. That's the way you do it. See, there is a way of judging. You see the fruit. You make an obvious call. And there's a way of helping out the brother or the sister. Not judging, not being critical, not using some uh, incidents to to define that person for the rest of their lives. We've all make mistakes. Let's not use them against us all the time. Here's an interesting story here, an event that took place in John chapter 8. The Pharisees was bringing this woman uh, to Jesus. And here's what they said to him in chapter 8, verse 7. Let me, before I get there, let me set the scenario up. They bring this woman to Jesus and they say, Jesus, she was caught in a very act, a simple act, very caught. Now, in Moses, according to Moses, she should be stoned. Jesus, what do you say to do? Jesus knelt down and started writing on the ground. So they're continuing to ask him, so what should we do here? And really what they were doing, they were, they were really trying to accuse Jesus. They were looking for Jesus to say something that they can throw the handcuffs on him and, and take him away. Jesus stood up after they kept trying, talking to him. He stood up in verse seven. He says, he who is without sin, let him throw a stone at her first. He went back down and started writing. 
gets back up, they're all gone. They're all gone. You know, see, this is the way Jesus would, I would say, maybe judge a person. He doesn't go and, and call them names and everything else. He uses the word of God. And we know that in, in, the, in Timothy, he talks about the word of God is for correction. So he's using, he's correcting even in love as much as he wanted to, as much as we would want to lash back at him. So this is how we are to judge other people with love. Don't hold it against them. You know, we look at certain things and I'm winding down here now. We look at certain things here and we have to realize what is the heart of God? What is God's heart? Is he out to condemn us and like, oh, I can't wait. Now I gotcha. Is he going to continue to bring up our sins over and over again? You know, it's kind of like, when will I get this grace and peace and everything else from God? I can't do it. But when we understand who God is in John 3, 17, scripture says this, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. See, he came for a reason and he didn't come with a baseball bat to hit us over the head because we're sinners. He came because we were sinners. He came because we were sinners. He came to give us every opportunity to have that relationship with him. And I'll say this right now. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the prayer team will be up here in a little while. Come up and let them pray with you. Get it right with God. You may, you may even have a hard time understanding this, this little um, sermon that I just shared. Because just maybe you need to come into the flock. You need to be a child of God. Being good is not good enough and it's not going to get you to heaven. And it's not going to get you to be part of God's family. The only way is by accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. How do we do that? The Bible says you're a sinner. The Bible says sin separates us. The Bible says we have to ask him for forgiveness. And the Bible says we have to invite him in. And until we do that, you're not a child of God. I'm being blunt. I'm being right to the point. I'm not sugarcoating it. Get right with God before you leave here today. Then you can have the relationship with God. And then you can, you can start growing in them and getting the benefits of peace and joy and all the things that God gives us. You know, he's, he's called the Prince of Peace. You know, it's him. God is love. He doesn't just have love, but he is love. So you begin to understand you have this relationship. So again, God is, is still telling us here, be careful how we judge other people, how we look at other people, how we see other people. When we really, when re really, when we judge others, we're, we're not defining them. We're defining ourselves. We really are. And you know what it's like. You know what it's like when you're around somebody. You like just don't want to be around them because they're always critical. They're always complaining. They're always whining. They never have a good thing to say. You know, they're always putting down people. Well, with that same judgment, be careful because God says you're going to be judged by it. You're going to be judged with the same amount of grace or mercy or criticalness that you get. Whatever you're given, that's what you're going to get. And that's what God's saying. You're going to see the obvious. You're going to have the obvious. And it's okay to make a godly judgment call, but not a judgment call where it's condemnation and putting you down and saying you're a loser. You did it again. You messed up again. No, that's not what God wants. He wants us to realize that just as he knelt down and wrote on the, on the, um, on the ground is, yeah, you're a sinner. And he tells this lady, 
Your sins are many, no doubt. But he says, go and sin no more. So we want to make sure that we don't sin anymore when we make a mistake. But again, be careful on the judgment. And I close with this verse here, James 2, verse 13. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Let that, let that verse just get into you a little bit. Let that verse get into you. Just continue to soak it in because being judgmental, being critical, it's wrong. It's wrong. So Lord, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Father, that we would just continue to examine our heart. Lord, if we have something critical going on, a critical spirit, as we might say, going on. Father, we may have a judgmental spirit, not judge spirit, but a judgmental spirit. Lord, that we're just looking to cast people down. Lord, just bring it to surface. Because Lord, we want to be in obedience to you. Lord, we thank you for being a God that came for us even when we were messed up, even when we were sinners, you came for us. And I thank you for that, Lord. You came with love. You came to have a relationship with us. And Lord, I pray that for each person here to assure that they have a relationship with you. Lord, I thank you for each person here. I pray blessings to be upon us. Lord, I pray, I pray for uh, faith to well up even in these times right now. I pray for faith. I pray for wisdom, that we be smart in everything we do. And Lord, that we would always be respecting people as well. So Lord, again, we thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. And I pray blessings on this church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for checking out the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. We hope you leave this feeling encouraged, inspired, and a little bit closer to God. If you like what you saw here, leave us a like, a comment. Don't forget to subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, you can send us an email at connect at perryhall.life.